Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. GEICO's been around for more than 75 years, back when they were using Morse code. Sorry, that's just my sense of humor. What's more, with GEICO, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents on the app, online, or over the phone, so you can talk to them at night or in the morning. So forevermore, just know that no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. More power to you. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Log Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. April Fools. Yeah, we that had, was awesome. Uh, you did that very well, actually. That was crazy. We had a uh, little glitch there in our te- yeah yeah we had technical difficulties that <laughs> prevented us from starting exactly on time. So if you're still here, hi, <laughs> thanks, that's awesome. Thanks for hanging around for a minute while the show while the show starts. Um, I am RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. With me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. Who is actually not complaining about anything I today, have nothing. so that's pretty cool. Um, we're getting back to Taken 2 this week, <laughs> now that it's we're a little late on the show. I think this is the first time we've done a show... So far, anyway, like yeah. long after it came out. I mean, like, yeah, it's a usually co- we're a couple hitting, weeks. Now, yeah, we usually hit the first weekend that it's out, and now we. And it just turns out that you know this week is just such a black hole that, yeah. and it's really weird too because, uh, you know, coming up to this week there were several good things, and we had to like pick, and it was like, yeah, we'll do this instead of that, and the next couple weeks are you know huge. They're pretty I solid, mean, yeah. We at least have uh, some pretty easy choices coming up, like Cloud Atlas. I think you right. know, you got to see that. And, yeah. and as the weeks go on, it there are pretty much easy choices, mm-hmm. but there are still choices. There right. are like we could maybe see the sure. the second thing, depending on uh, you know which what we were in the mood for more maybe or what, right. what we think yeah, is we can certainly lean going to be so. the biggest thing. But man, this week. <clears throat> There wasn't. <laughs> there not, was a funny week where we looked at each other. Not going to Paranormal Activity yeah. Four, and, and we just looked and like, well, what did we miss? Right, and <laughs> and man, that Alex Cross movie did not look super interesting. I'm going to see that but, anyway, but I'm yeah, I'm par- a little curious. The Paranormal it. one, that's what everyone was going to when when we yeah uh, when we went in checked out Taken Two, which I was a little and su- I was a little surprised. There were, you were right. More were definitely going to Paranormal Activity 4, but there were a fair amount going through Sinister because when we exited, right. I heard a bunch of people coming out and, and they were all talking. Yeah, the, the take so far, too, is that Paranormal right. has the weekend. Yeah. And uh, it, it's weird because Taken 2 had two weeks in a, in a row at right. number one, and now it's kind of like dropped. I think Argo right. has managed to be second yep. still or you know whatever. I don't know. Argo's been out long enough that people can actually see it. And even though even though we're you know we're a week removed from Halloween, you know this is another week where I would have thought something Halloweenish would have come out. But they're all well, yeah, they're par- all afraid paranormal of paranormal. Well, they're activity. all afraid of paranormal activity. Right. Like they don't want to go up against it. And I'm kind of glad we're not seeing that. Just right. just the friendly reviews from people I know and the look you know the stuff I've seen online has all said we hope this is the one that kills this 
franchise. It's so right. bad. Well, right. well, you know, even the trailers, yeah. like we were talking we, we about, were talking about line, the That trailer. was really funny. I, you know, the trailer looks. I, I mean, I guess there's plenty of people tuning in who are, you know, big Paranormal Activity fans, yeah. maybe. But and and I will offend them all, and they won't tune in anymore. But it, the trailer looked like I it swear, didn't. like it was self-parody, right. like it was, you know, the next. Uh, Scream yeah. something or well, it or, blatantly it blatantly takes. I hadn't seen only one quick one, and it was almost like a not on, like when you go to iTunes, you know, for trailers and stuff, or wherever you go for trailers. There are now trailers and there are teasers, and I must have seen a teaser because I didn't see a full on trailer right, until right. just recently. And the one that I saw, I was like, man, how hard can they rip off Poltergeist? They've got this little kid standing in front of the TV and right. he's got and all the he's, dots over him. I know, but he's like outside the window, yeah. and the girls looking and out like, the window oh, are at you him. Are kidding me? Come on. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, and you know the, the the funny thing about that is, as much as I can't stand uh, any of the paranormal right. activity movies now like you know two three four whatever <laughs> the first one was not horrible i mean i didn't love it exactly right. but at least it was kind of you know we'll do something di- a little different and interesting and you know maybe yeah. you know whatever and it was it was a decent time and if yeah. you're in for you know trying to be a little scared or something it was it it offers up it enough. was something and then it was like you know the sophomore album Right. Of, which a lot of these things do. I mean, you yeah. know, it's like Saw 14 or, you know, whatever. Taken 2. But, you yeah, know, taken I mean, two. We're, we're hitting the sophomore song in a minute. So. But, uh, you know, it was like we had an idea. We, like, kind of worked on it and stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, just like the band who plays the small gig right. over and over and gets an album together. <laughs> yeah. Then they sign a deal, and it's like you got five months to give me another album, and then right. it's garbage, right? Yeah. And it was right. like... Paranormal Activity 2, you were like, really? Right. I mean, That's what you guys could come up with. And, <laughs> but, you know, somebody throws a big check at you and goes, push something hey, out you'll like, try. really fast yeah. so that next year people won't have forgotten about you completely right. and you can throw this out again. A lot, of, a lot of those films, like we've talked about this when horror films have come up in the past, the things that are interesting to me aren't necessarily like, did it scare you? It's really the undercurrent of what it's trying to say. And one of the things that I'll defend, though I hate that whole series... That first film is a great like sub meaning of this this woman who's in an abusive relationship, you know, when she's her boyfriend doesn't believe that you know all these things are happening to her, and there's a there's a very non ghost story story going on here, and it's right. and it's amazing, it works. It's just happened to um, be shown and funneled through a ghost story, right? And but and really, the real world like adult motives and themes that are going on there are huge and right. they, they work both her relationship with that and what she's you know trying to tell him and he's just not believing her you know and she's trying to get out of this whole situation that's a huge metaphor and it paid off right and, and i'll and, give them all their credit i always i don't mind bashing somebody but if you do something great i gotta i gotta shout that just as loud they they rock that and it's uh you know like when we have talked about horror movies like you're t- you always talk about um how we move through different channels of horror as time goes on because yeah. like now this is what people are scared of like right. just like now you know the last like five or six years you've got all these like home invasion horror right. movies where because you know now that's like in the news all over the place yep. and that's what people are scared of and yeah. so now all of a sudden we need a bunch of horror movies that reflect to show that it. yeah Anyway, okay, we don't need to like babble <laughs> on forever. Can you about tell how much we love Taken Two? We're already like right. I, I've actually, you know, we talked about 
taken too, and I want to get a couple of things out of the way before we go too far with it. But I think I've gotten like even softer on that movie. I since, since we saw it. Yeah, that's uh, good to hear. Know, after, I'm not the only one who comes in and sits down and goes, "I've totally changed." After, on this. after uh, you know, if we'd have done it, we saw the movie last night. If, yeah. If we would have, um, if we'd have done it right away, right? If we'd been mic'd up at like Denny's and eating right, and been right. like, "Look, this," you would have been real hard on. I, I would. I would have been. Uh, Probably like two stars, yeah, one and a half star. That's the feeling I was getting from you, and I think I've eased up a little bit. Although maybe not all that. Maybe it won't overly change the final star rating. Yeah. But uh, you know, I don't know. I there were there were parts that I like that I think about more. Right. As I you know get a chance to have to try yeah. and think about it. Although. Yeah. Still plenty of stuff I I don't really love about it. But before we jump all the way into Taken 2, um, we should just say, you know, like the chat room's open. Right. Please call in if if you uh, have anything to say about Taken 2. People have at least plenty of chance to have seen it by now. Right. And and if you want to, uh, you know, share your thoughts on it, especially if we're being a little hard on it. And I know know that a lot of people really like this movie. You're going to be a lot harder on it than I am. On the... uh, uh, like on IMDb, you know, it's got like the user ratings are, mm-hmm. are really pretty good. And yeah, I don't know. So a lot of people like this movie. Well, again, even as we're, well, it, it, there is one item before we get to the movie, if you're done with yours, but if not like the house key and stuff, do you have anything else? Uh, well, actually I did want to just say that we still have the contest till November 1st. Right. Uh, you got to go check out our podcast on dread. And that will give you all the details. I thought you were going to call it Dread 3D, but no, you really won't do we it. Don't, we don't call it that anymore. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Uh, That's yeah, really so funny. you have to check out that <laughs> podcast. That will tell you all all of what you need to know and what you need to do in order to enter the contest. And the contest is for the uh, four-movie set on Blu-ray of all the Terminator movies. So you've got that up for grabs to win. The other thing that I wanted to just throw out really quick is, uh, you know, th- this is obviously like our show here is a product of com, And com is looking for writers. So uh, mostly probably to kind of expand how much we cover video games, DVD releases, apps, and, you know, beyond movies and TV, although uh, another TV writer would be good, too, because he, there's too much TV. And <laughs> that, that can only be covered so much. But right. um, if you are interested in, you know, sharing your thoughts with the world, email email me at markeastman at areyouscreening.com. So I think that's... Well, there was there was, all there was one quick thing I was going to throw out just because it's um, not too far. I don't I didn't even get a chance to tell you this. The um, the director of Looper, uh, uh, Ray Johnson. Yeah. He he did this really cool thing, and it's up online. You don't have to look too hard to find it. It must be linked off his um, off his site anyway. But it might even be linked off Looper. He made a an exclusive audio track to go with the film. Did you hear about this? Yeah. He's he's got like a a pre. Home release it's, commentary. Yeah, track. he's got an additional commentary track that he suggests you do not listen to um, when you're seeing the movie for the first time. He's like, it'd just be too confusing. Right. And it's a very coy um, way of getting repeat business for his film. But I love the idea, which is he just recorded this on his own. 
you know, with whatever technology he's got, put it online for free. And there are certain, you know, cautions that he tells you. He's like, don't, you know, don't bother everybody in the theater, you know, with your iPhone. Get 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 your headphones. Get your headphones on and sit down. And and he tells you when to queue up the the audio track. And he literally will talk you through the film. And I thought, you know, it's not a revolutionary idea. I just thought, man, what a really fun idea. That alone, you know, I like Looper. We like Looper. That alone makes me almost enough curious to just do it again. I mean, I know it'll be out on video soon. and, And he said it might not be on the official track, but he's like, you can always plug this in and watch it in your right. house too. But I just want to throw that out there. If there's a bunch of fans of Looper, um, that that's an alternative to just go see the film. And I'm almost tempted to do it right. just on the sheer novelty of it, because right. I love the idea and, of being in the theater and really doing it. And it's, it, it's kind of a interesting thing that suddenly that's out there and you're like, how has no one done this before? Right. <laughs> like, like, why this, isn't this just this like a pre, not, yeah, even right. if, even if somebody like even I mean you always want to throw out the heavy names like Spielberg or whatever, but if somebody just put this thing up like on iTunes or on their website and said for a buck ninety nine or a dollar, you know, download this and go see the film and, and listen to us right. talk about the making of it before the DVD, I, that would take off like crazy for movie files. I, I know. I and would do it. I would do it a lot. Considering like how popular that is a thing on you know home I releases. It. I love it as part of the DVD. It's all, It's almost <laughs> like. Any really big film, you can't not have a commentary right. track anymore. Just like you know, you you can't not have any special features at all. Right. Right. If you released right. a Blu-ray and it was like, well, there's nothing. Right. Just, and there it's you go. just the movie. Here's the Blu-ray. Like, right. you know, everyone would freak out. Right. I mean, you can't have you that have have anymore. It. And it's like if there's no deleted scenes, there's no gag reel. Right. It's like all this stuff. Some that production. Just, thing, it yeah. has to be there. Yeah. Because you have to be able to, even if they turn out to be nonsensical, useless garbage, yeah. you have to have that list on the back <laughs> of the package right. that says that you have right. some stuff. Bonus footage, yeah. And commentary tracks especially are so big that you're like, how has this not right. happened before? How is there not like the dedicated app yeah. for that you would know, be movie, awesome. movie commentary things and then you know all the directors or cast or something like submit to some special app yeah. or whatever, which, you know, it has some special bells and whistles. Sure, right. Who knows what it would have. It would, you know, listen to the movie and automatically. They do queue, it. There are tons of apps stuff, that do right? that stuff now. I mean, but it's so funny that I heard about that and I'm like, you know, this is like that commercial where Ego makes syrup now or something. Yeah, they're like, right. it's not rocket science. <laughs> people. How have we not right, come right. up with this before? Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, it's a. It's I just a, thought it was a fun a thing great, to throw out, and it's, it's a just, great idea. Yeah, it would just be really cool. I'm not totally sure that I'm not going to do it. Like, right. I, it's not that I'm averse. I sometimes go to the films, uh, to the theaters, and see films a couple times anyway. Right. right. If I needed another reason, that's perfect. You right. know. So. And it's you know such a good movie. That yeah, it's not bad to even, sit. It's not you like you have to endure. It. Right. You know, it's not the bridges like of Madison County, <laughs> and what you're hearing is the cinematographer talk for two hours. You know. No anyway. offense to those guys. Anyway, yeah. Okay, so Taken 2, we should actually right. get to. We'll and uh, we should say, too, because this is, you know, we are in the second movie kind of mm-hmm. forum, right? Uh, you know, you've seen Taken. Yep. I actually had not seen Taken until, like, very recently, and yeah. I still haven't seen, actually, all, all of it. it. Yeah. But I saw the majority of it, mm-hmm. and I was actually kind of surprised um, by the first one, just because of you know all the everything I'd heard about it, mm-hmm. the trailers of it, it really looked like 
yeah, whatever. I mean, it, it looked it, real it disposable. Didn't, it didn't look right. It really did to me the first it, time I it, saw the trailer. It looked like, um, <laughs> you know, it looked like an excuse for a vacation movie. It, it looked. It, it, I mean, I'm not even trying to be funny. It looked like when I first saw the trailer and Liam Neeson, who's Aslan and and Qui Gon and Batman's Razo. I mean, it looked like he was and, between and all of the older, franchise films and older, really, than yeah. you want the star of this <laughs> movie to be right. in a certain way. I right. was just thinking, I'm like, well, so there's no new Narnia film, there's no Batman film, and there's no Jedi film in production. What's he going to do? Right. He's going to do this. Like it just looked like his break. It was just like fine, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like whatever. I'll do but, that. And it's a surprisingly great yeah, movie. Like I it's was, way better than you think it's going to be. I, I was really kind of impressed that I would actually be surprised in like the expectations yeah. that I had of it and then watching it going, you wow. know, yeah. it was a really good example for me of a movie that, and like, actually you were talking about how the director of the first one, yeah, you know, did not really have like a huge resume no, and, you know, wherever, however it all comes together in Hollywood land or, you know, yeah. whatever, that it was a perfect example for me of a movie that like really just is okay with what it is. Right. And is just going to go, look, this is what we're doing. This is all we're doing. So, yeah. and, and we're just going to try and make it exactly what it is. And there are so many times that you have a movie somewhere in this kind of genre, yeah. right? Where it's, you know, kind of a kooky action you know, uh, some sort of people are shooting each other. Basically, like you know, right. it's the movie, <laughs> the movie that Sam Rockwell wants in Seven Psychopaths, which right. we just saw, right? Right. It's like you got to have lots of shooting and chases, and and here's all this action, and they get like kind of roped into this idea that they have to be something other than that. Yeah. Also, right. Like you can't just be that. You have to have some kind of message or you have right. to be yeah. making some kind of, you know, subtextual statements on the world or something. And then yeah. it, it all just kind of like goes goofy and you're like going, I just wanted, you know, transporter or right. whatever and right. lots of chase and action. Right. And and that one was it was so it was almost weird to watch how much the movie just stayed committed Right. To what it was. What it was doing, and just yeah. went, look, this is just a fun ride. Yeah. You know, some, right. sometimes things are just That's a just roller coaster and you're on the ride and yeah. you don't have to be making like political statements. Well, you, you, you've said this even just a lot recently. Why? When did it become hard, you know, for a movie to just be good? Right. You know, why can't you just have a good movie? And it almost seemed like at some point they were like just out to make a good, fun movie and it turned into a little bit better than what they thought. Right. So. And and there <clears throat> there just were a lot of things that really clicked well, that maybe you kind of didn't expect it was all going to come together that well. And, right. then, and then you went, well, hey, look, it, that worked out. <laughs> right. Like, especially in the first one, like Liam Neeson. I mean, he was really impressive as – because, I mean, obviously he is uh, older than the norm right. of what this is supposed to be, which is kind of part of the point of, yep. of the movie. Yeah. And, you know, to take an action movie and go, look, there could be guys who, you know, this is what they did their whole life. And right. now you just messed with the wrong guy. And, yeah, you just and, picked. And here's what <laughs> right. happened. Right? wrong and now you got it. And, you know, so many movies, if you have, like, enough of a budget, you're you're in the studio having to sell people on it and everything. Right. And they go, 
Well, yeah, but I mean, just make him a younger guy or get, right. you know, Chris Hemsworth to do it or, right. you know, sure. and, and whatever. And it, and it just worked really well. Yeah. And that's where uh, maybe just from being really fresh off of the first movie, that's where this, this one really like kind of dragged me down. I don't know. I had yeah. like, I had expectations for this one that maybe right. I shouldn't have had. Right. But since I just watched the first one and, hard not and, and liked it. Yeah, hard to not have them actually. I was like, man, do that again. <clears throat> or <Yeah. laughs> Which, not that that's, you know, an easy trick to pull off ever because obviously, you know, we right. all know that sequels suck in general. Right. But right. but I thought, man, just run with that. And now we have a, a new director mm-hmm. for I have no idea what reasons, but, yeah, it, know. you know, why we couldn't have the same guy. And we have another person doing it uh olivier megaton yeah it was weird i, I which, saw this weird real quick blurb not just now but i saw it um last night when i when i got home i was just checking my email and my news feed <clears throat> and it said the guy's real name is olivier um i think it's fortunata or or fontana and he changed it to megaton because he happened to be born two decades after the day that we dropped the a-bomb and I'm like, that's really not. I mean, whatever. That's, that's really called. That's a really <laughs> bizarre yeah. reason to pick that name, <laughs> right. you know. But okay, right. you know. So, but he's going by Olivier Megaton, and I thought, if that's his birth name, man, that's awesome. <laughs> like, can you imagine the family crest for the Megaton yeah. clan, Megaton? But so, but he also is not like he's not uh, somebody with yeah. a huge resume. Right. That, you know, he's got all sorts of things going on. So I don't know how he got involved or yeah. I, I don't know. The original guy didn't want to do it. But anyway, so getting into this uh, movie a little more solidly, we're back with Liam Neeson and his family and his daughter, who was originally the person who was taken, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we, we kind of kick off the movie with, uh, some serious bad guys in Albania right. burying all the people that he killed yeah. uh, during his Liam Neeson's last escapades. <laughs> yeah. all, all the bad guys got killed. Right. <clears throat> and uh, I, I thought, you know, as you go on, we have there's, you know, there's actually kind of a great bad guy theory going on, and they apparently have plenty of money and power and resources to like find people and bribe government officials and right. everything to find out where he is or where he's going to be yeah. or, or all this stuff so that we can set up the whole encounter. Yeah. Which at first, uh, as far as they know, I think it's just going to be him in Istanbul Yeah, and, and they just want to get him. Right. And then luckily for them, it turns out that uh, we run through this kind of convoluted, almost, I think, frankly, nonsensical excuse yeah. for mom and daughter to also show up in Istanbul. So now we right. can attempt to get them all. And, uh, y- you know, that was one of my problems with the movie was that it, one of the tricky things in this movie is that w- when you sit down, you absolutely know where you're going, right? Yeah. You know exactly what's going to happen because, I mean, someone's got to get taken. Right. It's not like we didn't see the first movie, and it's not like Taken 2 is going to now not be about somebody getting taken. (laughs) So we know where we're going. And the introduction that led up to there just really felt a little kind of like 
It's a little forced. Phoned in and yeah. lazy and just like, I don't know, here's our excuse for having them all somewhere. Yeah. He's working security of some sort in Istanbul, so right. that's why he'll be there. And, you know, that apparently works out really good because probably a lot harder to set all this in motion if we have to go to the U.S. Right. And, and capture him and everything because if we can just go to Turkey, then that's right. That's an easier game to yeah. play. Yeah. And apparently, you know, they have they have plenty of resources already at their disposal in Turkey to set such things up, whatever. Right. So he goes, now the family's there. There's kind of like this sort of reconnecting thing going on between Liam Neeson mm-hmm. and his ex wife and yeah. and isn't that all fantastic and happy right. shiny and everything. Right. And it actually isn't that long before doesn't waste too much before time before we get to the taken point of right. things and <clears throat> and then, and Liam Neeson actually gets taken himself right and he's got to escape then he's got then everyone's obviously after uh, wife and daughter too yeah. and everyone's getting captured and then it's like kind of back and forth between who got rescued and who's out and right and. There were some interesting parts that follow along yeah. with that. But I think, like, overall, there's just something about the way the screenplay was put together that, I don't know, just made the whole thing feel a little weird, especially compared, you know, to having just seen the first one. Yeah. It's like the first one was, like, you know, a lot tighter and we had better reasons behind how things were going. And it was, you know, it was less. Talky, I don't know. There was a, there was a lot of there's what you want. There's you a want, lot of there's a little less talking, talking in less movie. talking in your action film. Well, the first one, you're right. The first one succeeds in a lot of ways because he's got this impossible task. Like his daughter. I mean, I know we're talking about the second movie today, but for background, the first one really exists because you've got this guy who has an incredible skill set to do this very specific specific thing. And like you said, they just they rolled the dice and they just came up with craps. They got the wrong guy this time, right. the wrong guy's daughter. And he, he, it's like a funny joke, an in-joke in this one. You know, his his ex-wife, um, Lenore, you know, she makes a joke like he his daughter is dating a boy in the second film. And he's like, when did she get a boyfriend? And she's like, right. just leave him alone. He's like, I'm not, how, how am I going to find her? And he's and she says the, the very funny throwaway line of like, in less than 72 hours in a, in a country of 12 million people, you found your daughter. Right. Like, I think if you want to find her in L.A. today, you can probably do it. Just right. leave her alone. But in the first film, one of those things that succeeded was him going through these steps that made logical sense. Like, he has connections because he used to work for the government. Right. Even when he went over and was talking with the his Parisian buddy who is like the chief of the Paris police and he gets into a big dust up with him. Like, you're like, wow, this is actually the set of dominoes you would go through to find this out. And it was, it was, you know, action film, but it was almost very logical. And in this one, you're you're right. The writing kind of suffers. They want to put the characters in the same situation. And the problem most in my head that this reminds me of is a diehard film. Like, how do you get John McClane trapped in another building with a bunch of terrorists? Right. It's really difficult. So, right. okay, we'll swap out the building this time. We'll do an airport. Well, there's Die Hard 2. Well, and, and in this it's instance, like it's they... basically like, how can we take his daughter again? Well, <laughs> right. we can't. Well, let's go for his wife. Well, because well how that... are we going to get them? Right. You know, like, how, do you do, how do you do it again and it's not silly? Right. Because... So you work 
Surely your daughter gets taken. You're not just going. Ah, go. Have let's fun. go. To, let's go. Let's go within thirty miles of where you were taken the last time. You right. know, but no, it's it's. You're right. It's working backwards. You have an idea of like we have these scenes that we'll do, but how do we get them to those scenes? And it's not as fluid. It's right. not as. It's not that it's unbelievable. It's just not as believable. Right. And it's it's. Um, and like, when you were saying that last night, I I totally you know I. I, I took it. I had weird expectations, but like you, you said perfectly, like you had just seen Taken recently. It's been on TV all over right. the place. And I haven't seen it recently, but I had seen it a couple of times and I thought it was great. So my expectations were a lot lower um, than yours were, which was strange because we both really liked the first one. But I was kind of like, well, I'll just ease and, into this. Right. You know, the weird thing about the expectations with this one, too, is... Um, you know, I think if people go to this movie and they just said, okay, well, I never did see the first one, right. and, and they're in, like, my position, right? right. And they go, but now, I, I don't know, I want to go Kinda see curious. the second one, so yeah. now I've got to catch up. Right. But the other thing that's weird about the expectations with this one is that uh, all of the lead-in of the first one yeah, and the trailers and everything give you horrible expectations, <laughs> Yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, at least for they me, do. I mean, they, it just it doesn't look... Like they sold the first movie completely wrong and weird. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know who they were trying to get into the theaters. I agree with those, but <clears throat> but the thing that's odd about coming into this one is that it, you get the same expectations from the trailers of yeah. this one that you did from the first yeah. one. The the trailers really for do. this one, you know, if my expectations had been focused more on the trailers and lead-in and stuff for this one, right? as opposed to when I actually saw the first one, yeah. I would have been like in the same in the same boat as when the first one came out because the trailers for this one are weird too. They're weird looking. And they don't show off. You know, it's really funny because whenever we, a, a couple of times already, we've seen like, you know, comedic movies and went, well, everything funny in the movie is in the trailer, right. which is, it's not like we invented that, right. that no, idea but, because right. that's, you know, just... The, it become so popular now that you know everybody knows you can't you can't trust the trailers because right. everything funny that happens is they they will try to push that on you yeah in the trailers and and it's like they oversell trying to get you there so that like you get disappointed when you watch it and you go well this movie isn't laughing every five seconds like right. I expected it to be or whatever right and it's like there's this weird opposite thing in the trailer for this movie because they don't show you any of the interesting cool stuff no, that actually don't. happens in the movie yeah and I think the the main sell for me of this movie like the best thing this movie does is all of the parts where um you you get I don't I don't know where you are like a little more than halfway through the movie and um, it actually turns out that his daughter does not get taken right and she you know stayed back at the hotel and he calls her and manages to warn her and tell her to hide and blah 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 right yeah. and then you know he says you go to the U S embassy and you know she's not having that whatever. Right. the like kind of catalyst of escape of uh, Liam Neeson actually right. getting free. And right. she does kind of all this strange stuff that he throws at her to do, yeah. which gets her to find where he is and be, and be able to escape. 
Right. And that whole thing was really cool. It was awesome. It was. Yeah. It was. I was a, totally on board with every second it, of it. it. It was a little one side of absolutely believable. Right. The way that it came down, but still, it was it was really well put together, and it's almost like the way after that part ended, and eventually that whole part kind of turns into a really screwy part. Yeah. And turns into something that's not real fun when we get in a car <laughs> chase that then you're kind of going, uh. But when the, when we switched from what was really good to where it started, like, losing itself in this, in this like, crazy part, I was just thinking, you know, that whole effort right there when she is moving through the city, getting to where he escapes, I'm like... That was all they knew at the beginning. Right. Like, when they started coming up with the theory of this movie, they were like, okay, this whole part. Mm-hmm. And then... They built the movie around that. And then that they too. go, well, okay, yeah, right. throw everything together around around that. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is just so disappointing because yeah. because that was really cool. Yeah. It was, like I said, that, you know, people who are watching movies and are going to go, well, you know, that would never happen. I don't know. If you, like, think too hard about it, it's a little bit not believable. Like, you know, how many... I don't care if you are in Istanbul. Like, how many grenades can you throw (laughs) before somebody pays attention to the fact that grenades are Maybe there's a lot of grenades going on in Turkey. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, but it it delivers it in a way that lets you slide over it. Yeah. And and that's one of the things that a lot you know, a lot of movies get wrong because it's not that everything has to be believable. It's that you have to present it in a way that makes it okay for the audience to let it go. Right. right. Because some things are just not going to be believable right. and otherwise we can't have movies. Right. I mean right. you know, we really just watch documentaries all the time. <laughs> right. But this movie and and as I say that, I'm I'm like thinking to myself, like you know, could have easily gone wrong. You could have right. easily had that whole sequence where, by the time it was done, you'd have went, well, whatever, right? And, and, yeah. and it would have been awful and horrible. But they did a really a pretty good job. It's got some of the that movie stuff in it that I just wish people would get over, and. They just won't. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is about putting movies together, but, you know, like she's hiding in the closet. Right. And so what we have to have is that he's just about to open the right. other door and then, oh, thank God, a right. gunshot went off right at that time. So he gets pulled away from the closet. Right. Like, you know, you don't need to have that anyway. I mean, yeah. I don't know. that Somehow that's really tense if you're about to get <laughs> caught and then, oh, thank you know. Every plan that ever succeeds, you know, in the history of movies right. is only because it was a pigeon luckily, somewhere or someone right. dropped a shoe or they misfired. Right. Or, no one could ever no one could ever have a plan that just like works. Worked. It has right. to almost right. not work and then pure luck right. is Saves like you. what gets you through. But anyway, like you know, even that you kinda can let yourself move past just yeah. because of the way that everything is is presented and, and also, comes together. And also, like what you're saying, we're so desensitized to it being in every single story right. of suspense. We're just like, okay, I know what's happening. I, I, it's gonna I, know, happen. I know we're going to have to get past that. But. That was actually, that scene, when we talked about this, that whole scene, I, I do believe the scene was the genesis of the film. I do right. believe they wrote the whole film out you know, from the epicenter of that. They missed a really huge opportunity, though, with that moment, which is, 
um, like what you were saying, uh, Liam Neeson, Famke Jansen, the husband and ex-wife, they get taken. He calls his daughter in a reversal from the first film and says literally the line, like, we're going to be taken. Right. You know, and she gets upset right. because so there's, that, there's actually kind of an interesting It's a very funny moment, that, right. Yeah. And it's awesome because you expect him, you know, because in the first film he had the very chilling line where he's like, "You're they're going to take you. Right. And I'm going to come find you. But in this moment they drop the ball, which is – it's unfortunate, and I'm not trying to rewrite the film in a way that was above like the pay scale for it, but what was a really amazing moment that they didn't touch on was uh, Maggie Grace's character, Kim, is the one that got taken in the first film. Here she is in another country again, and now instead of being taken People herself, she's in, her, she's though, in danger. Right, she's right. in very serious danger, but also her parents are saying, now we're going to go through what you went through. And at this point, it doesn't need to transform her into a Schwarzenegger killer. Right. But what they should have done is they should have had a moment, whether it was long or short, where either in the closet or after when she's getting ready to try to go help her dad, where she addresses like a flashback or something to define her as a character to make it more understood. This is why she's going to go do these things, not just because it's her mom and dad, but basically her character should be I'm going to, um, well, for lack of a better, you know better way of saying it. I'm going to die before I cry again, and I'm never going to be taken again. Right. What, there is an amazing moment with her. give you something of her toughened up. And there's an amazing moment there with her because her dad says, you know, and this is the kind of super spy he was or the super operative he was. He literally talks her into, and it's the most creative way of figuring out where he is in the city. Right. Um, like, take my shoelace, get a pen. Here's, I want you to draw this. And then he teaches you basic cartography right there right. like i learned right. more about reading maps in like 35 seconds with right. this film than i had in a long time and once he pinpoints the two areas that he's at this is why he's like take a couple grenades and i'm going to tell you when to throw them so i can right. judge the radius of distance between the blast and i'll know if you're close and it's an incredibly surprisingly smart take on this film and it's and it's that moment that if they had just addressed her, not like she has to break down and then resolve and she's ripping people's throats apart, you know, like Roadhouse. But really, this is the moment where she's like, yeah, I'm going to come save you. Right. Because I know what you're about to do. I'm not going to just run. In the the first film, right. In the first, and it would have been easy to dismiss her because most action films are about the guy, you know, and if you've got to introduce her because she was in the original and get rid of her, you know, yeah, go to the embassy. And she goes to the embassy and then some other guy who knows Liam Neeson from 30 years ago would come and help and save him. And it would have just been a typical action film. But this is like what you were saying before when you were talking about how it leads into this boring car chase you know it's like oh, we've done this a million times this right. is why this movie started off so amazing it's because like this scene is not like what you see in these films right this smart scene where he talks to her and tells her how to figure out where he is is so it's not it's not the first time i'm sure it's happened but yeah. it's so unlike these movies that it's a it's a disappointment when she does find him they slide right into the familiar well we need a 15 minute car chase Right, and that's that's the real sort of bitter taste in your mouth, where you're like, "Wow, it started a little weird, you know, a little forced, but I'm with it." And then it got really creative. You were really on your own, and you were succeeding on every fire. And now we're in a car chase, and then there's going to be a fist fight, and, and then there's going to be another one, and and then it just got so predictable, and that was unfortunate. Right, it does. As soon as I, well, except for the part where uh, at the end of the car chase, and then. It, she's at the embassy, and then right. now we know we have to leave her at the embassy. Right, she's not. Surely she's out of the movie. staying at the yeah. embassy. And then we're going to go, like, okay, now I have to go get mom. Right. 
and we're at the U.S. Embassy, right? And 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 nothing. And like we were talking about right. as we walked out, and and he gets a leather jacket. Right. That's I, yeah. I'm, su- I'm suiting up to take on the world, and what he does, he is looks he, good in that he jacket. Gets, he gets but, a jacket and you know, like a gun and a couple of clips of ammo, and he was ready. Like, yeah. And now and we're going right. And like, really, you got you can't come up with <laughs> yeah. No, no battle armor. Even no if nothing. he doesn't need it, you know, I want him to have like you know a couple of different right guns under his oh, yeah. under his coat, and you know. Some, he didn't need some it. sort of he's, something. He's got that whole case, yeah, in his closet with like you know, uh, it would have been awesome. It would have been awesome. It would have been awesome, and you know, you would have died laughing if he opens up the case later and he, he's like, "Kim, you could have just saved you, me and your mom quicker." And on the other side, it was just a leather jacket. <laughs> she just <laughs> put that on. Just like all you had to do was leave a leather, leather jacket. jacket. But you know, like you were saying about that part, and it it is really it, it's such a strong part of a movie in like so many ways because. Like she doesn't just you know turn into Terminator mode or some right. crazy thing like that. He figures out a way almost instantly because you know that's what he's done for God knows how many years. Right. His instinct just is, kicks in is to you know it's it's like Princess Bride, right? It's like uh, right. It, it's like know everything we have <laughs> yeah, and how right. to use it and like yeah. why did you not say that we had a wheelbarrow in the first right. place, right? <laughs> yeah. Why did you not say there was a leather jacket next to you, yeah, right? Because right. I could have put that on. But he just puts it all together, and he comes up with a way that she can get something done right. that a normal person could get it done. She doesn't right. have to turn right. into the Terminator to right. to do what she manages to do to get him to safety. Yeah, And and it was, you know, like I, I just have to say that it was maybe – not the most believable thing, but still, yeah. for like movie world, it was right. It, it was on. It, it was yeah, awesome. It was not like she had to do anything <laughs> impossible to do, or you're going, oh right, like, like she, she could, could do, do that, this, right? And and also she didn't have to, you know, be some badass and like fight her way through anything right. or whatever. They just came up with this really cool idea for how to get from you know A to B so that he can. Have, have enough to get out, right? Whatever on his own, and then all of a sudden, it's like we had to have that car chase because they had this like somebody had this like quirky, silly idea or whatever that <laughs> she will be forced <laughs> to drive the car, right? Because for one thing, somebody had the great idea of this line where he says, right. "You know, can you shoot? No. Well, then drive. Right. Then because you drive. Right. You can do. There, we have two things going on. So we had this idea where we would have that line, and we would force her to drive in like this serious circumstance later in the right. movie. And wouldn't it be cool if we tied that into earlier where we're right. giving her the driving lesson? And somebody like threw that idea out. And they thought, oh, that's like that's a cool idea, right. and we'll run with that. And as it progressed in the movie, and nobody had the balls to say, yeah, maybe this is a little goofy, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Nobody like once we were off the drawing board, nobody wanted to say right. maybe we should do that. And the thing that for me made that suffer the most, and it was funny because you know. Like like you mentioned, he has to yell at her every ten seconds. Right. Something, you know, go go, right. turn, Faster, Kim. Left. you can do it, you just Kim. do it. Right. And, she, 
And she keeps going, I can't. Right. And, like, the things that she can't do, I don't even understand, really. She keeps going, I can't. Like, how can you not? I mean, step right. on the gas. That's right. all he's saying. Yeah. Step on the gas. Yeah. I don't know. And she's, you know, but she's very <laughs> nervous about driving. She's very scared to be doing this or right. whatever. I don't know. And it's some whole, like, really awesome bonding moment or yeah. something, I guess, if you get screamed at by your dad to <laughs> run into cop cars or something. Right. And and the one part where he says, no, just go. And she's like, it's the cops. I have to stop. Right. You just saw your dad kill the cop. Right. I mean, right. <laughs> right. right. Like now I'm, you know, giving away totally meaningless parts of the movie. That's but right. but I, I don't know. that. But the thing that really killed that for me is that they tried to sell it so hard. If that scene would have just been, you know, kind of a normal chase the car, yeah. or something, you know, and we just are driving really fast in these small streets right. and it's, you know, it's interesting enough, I think, on right. its own, you know, we're in tiny little streets, there's people everywhere, right. it, it's hard enough to drive really fast right. uh, through those things, and they they spin everything with this weird trying to be super hyperkinetic shots and everything where yeah. it's like it cuts every second and a half right. and you can't even tell what's going on anymore except that cars are we keep flashing cars right and cars flip over and like I, like i said it uh last night once you're watching that long enough, you start to go, you know, these cars might not even be moving in right. reality. Yeah. Or they might be yeah. going like 10 miles an hour because you can't tell right. what's happening. We don't even see any shots of, like, cars moving fast. It's the it's the moment where they seem like they want to just be the next Born series. You know, they really Something. want this to they're, work they're like trying, that. And it doesn't they're really trying do to it. sell this so hard yeah. when the fact that this, you know, young girl who probably can't, drive like Mario Andretti right. anyway right. Uh, in under normal in circumstances normal, yeah. and just that she gets thrown into this and has to do anything would be enough right. and there's people shooting at him and you right. know dad's got to lean out the car and shoot back so right. you have to drive right. because you're probably not going to do real well at the shooting back <laughs> right. part that's enough if they would have just kind of let that be more yeah. and shoot it in like a more straightforward way right. And then for some reason we get to the part where we get to the U.S. Embassy and we drive through it and it's insane. Right. And and, he, yeah. and, and it yeah, just would, it it kind of just I don't know it just jumps off he, a cliff when you're watching was, that part. I was it. glad when they drove through the embassy after the you know the soldiers fire a bunch of 200 caliber guns at them, <laughs> right. you know and puncture the the car so it can't go any further. That it basically ended the silliness of everything. Right. You know, it was like, it was okay, like, that was silly, okay, and we had to be silly. Over. We're going to be silly all the way. Well, right. But, man, Liam Neeson, you know, this guy, I I forgot until, like I said last night, I saw this this thing about the director. Man, that guy's 60 years old. And i got to tell you, during the course of this film, he, he looks just like an average guy. You know, I mean, right. Liam Neeson is a giant man. He's this huge, tall, you know, guy. Right. But he looks like a normal guy. He's got bags under his eyes. He's got a five o'clock shadow. He's not Schwarzenegger. He's not Stallone. He's not this ripped, cut, he's, buff guy. He's just a guy. I think he, I think and, he brilliantly in this movie in certain parts runs not all that fast. Yeah, and, yeah. And he runs kind of haggard. That, that, that like, works you know, really well. But I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, man, looking back at the film, he seemed to get younger. During the course of the film, like the more action he had to do, it, I'm hoping Liam Neeson does more films. 
like all of a sudden finds like the Harrison Ford vein, right. which is and strangely enough, you know, not around the time of like Air Force One, but this movie kind of feels back when Harrison Ford was doing things like Witness, uh, The Mosquito Coast, and Frantic. Like this would have been a Harrison Ford movie right. 25 years ago. Right. This is just a total thing that he's doing. And if Liam Neeson can keep doing these films, he's really good at it. Like right. he's got this real awesome gravity to his emotions and a lot of his eyes. Like I had no trouble believing the quick like kind of glossed over emotion of this is a guy who basically gave up his career to try to reconcile with his daughter who he, he I mean, he wants his ex-wife back a little, I think sometimes when she's not annoying him. Right. But he really did everything for her. And you kind of believe that as he's going through both films. Right. I believed it in the first film. I believed he would have given everything up in the world to save her. And in this film, it's just, it's more the same. He's, he's just awesome. He's, he's got a kind of a presence too, that works <clears throat> really well yeah. in this film where in a very similar way, actually, to that kind of Harrison Ford era where, you know, all those films that are kind of like almost action films, right. they're like action films, but yep. do not require crazy amounts right. of action Ridiculous from the star, right. but they're still sort of action-y. Yeah. And, and that is, we're, we're in kind of a similar vein of film or something here. He, but he, just like Harrison Ford did in those movies... He has this kind of presence about him where when he starts telling you this stuff yeah. that you're supposed to believe he knows right. because he spent all these years as whatever kind of CIA super yeah. double and they never say but whammy whatever <laughs> right that you you believe that he's mm -hmm. he that he could be that guy right and just like you know Harrison Ford in a lot of those movies like whatever yeah. he's whatever background he's supposed to be able to sell you, he has like a way of, he has just this weird presence about him that, you know, you believe it. Right. I mean, he's right. And that's like really kind of a that's tricky a, thing that's to a pull hard, off. Yeah. That's a hard thing because when, uh, you know, whatever actor you, you might be, there's, there's so many actors that uh, you try and think of other people being in this movie that, you know, really, could not quite pull off. Right. You know, you'd have a lot of people who could better pull off the action, yeah, or whatever. And like, like in this movie where they're, it's another point I think where they try to sell stuff too much. When they're taken and he starts like counting the seconds mm -hmm. and then going right turn and this, you didn't have to try to sell that that hard. Yeah. You know, we know who this guy is, and right. Liam Neeson has gotten us to believe who this guy yeah. is. And it's like he can just kind of sell you his background that he's supposed to have right. talking to people a, a little bit. Like right. Not even – he doesn't even have to push that hard. And that part, like, you know, that just goes on and on yeah. with the uh, right turn, water. Yeah. I'm hearing one, dogs two, and, 28. Right. And, you know, yeah. we have to – we have to watch the whole thing go on for a long time. Yeah. You only need like a little bit of that. And then, you know, we get, get it. it. Yeah. If it had been 30 seconds long, they would have been fine. But really it was the whole drive. Right. It like was, it really was, it was like, like he heard every single thing that we did too. Right. And Dogs and a violin and a musician that, and right. a crowd. And I think, you know, a new, you know, which, you know, it's so it's <laughs> That's okay. at a certain point, you know, this is a movie where you should not, act like you think you have to explain everything right. to everyone right. watching it so much because then you have like kind of delusions of grandeur. Yeah. Like you're no not way. saying something that interesting right. that you're like confusing people, right? Right. 
you know, he only has to like count for a little while and you know say right turn right, or something, and, and then and then, you, and then you're over it, and then all yeah. you have to do is like let us hear the birds. Right. And he doesn't you know. have to go birds. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making a mental note of birds right. now. Like right. you just have to yeah. hear the things, and then we get it. You yeah. know. So that's just another, I think, example of there are points in this movie which is so weird where it's it's trying too hard, and you you totally didn't get that in the in the first yeah. one. In right. the first one, it was like, you know, this was kind of like an example these these two movies where, uh, like, it, when you have a children's show that is like you feel like it's really like talking down to kids, right? And you have another one that's not. Yeah. And you go, man, it's night and day. What like... a difference that is. You know, you have yeah. like you have some show that goes, well, this is for kids, and I feel like kids are kind of stupid, and so right. this is how things have to happen. Yeah. Or you have like say a show like iCarly or something, right. which is which like is just like awesome and thinks kids are geniuses. Right. And you go, man, look at those two yeah. things next to each other. And you have like the same thing here with the first one. Like the first one is going. Here's what we're doing. You know, people will get yeah, it. Keep up with us and people, accept it and go, yeah. Right. And it's, so yeah. it's like a weird kind of transition to having, like I said, you know, many times, just watching, <laughs> just having watched the yeah. first one and jumping right into this one. You're going, wait a minute. Right. Like, this is right odd feeling. Yeah. Right? Anyway, uh, we're probably getting pretty close on time. But, um, yeah. I still feel like, even though, like I said, I, I've, I've kind of, kind of, I've kind of warmed up to it a little bit, but I still feel like maybe like two and a half is like the best I can get. That's all you can give. Yeah. There's yep. and and even despite doing that, so now it's average, and it's like you know right. that's just like the worst thing I feel like you could say <laughs> about a movie. You know, like even if I give something like no stars or a half a star, yeah. I feel like people will go. Well, I'm gonna go see right, that right. movie anyway and see what this half star thing's all about. But when you say yeah. it's like exactly average, it's like a, then people are gonna go, eh. Yeah. But I still feel like there is a lot of fun to have. If you're looking right. for like a fun there is there, easy yeah. movie and you can kind of you know, let it play out let in front of you without you know? thinking about things yeah. too much or whatever. It it is a, a pretty fun time, yeah. And of movies that we've seen real recently, right. anyway, um, it it does a pretty good job with its time. Yeah, this even, was only not, even, I guess it's ninety one minutes, but it's ninety yeah. minute movie, and e- it's even the beginning that I didn't like love. Right. At least you're not sitting there having to go through it forever. Right, uh, you you got to give it a chance to. Right. It's, sell you its excuses for why we get to the action for a while. Yeah. And it's not the best done version of that, but at least it's quick. Yeah. You know, at least this is not a movie that's going, well, we have to be two hours long right. and, and have another <laughs> right. half hour of God knows right. what going on in there. It, yeah. it does a pretty good job. Even some of the parts where, you know, it's maybe it's kind of losing you a little bit. Maybe yeah. this is not the most interesting part. At least it's over before long and we right. move on to something that's better. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. because, you know, I, I mean, I, I, <laughs> that sounds horrible, but I mean, I'm being totally serious. There, there are, there are some parts that are not that great, but yeah. it has a decent idea of how to pace things so that, yeah. and like I said at the beginning, you know, it's a little talky, but it's not talky for huge long Right. You know, spurts at once where you're like eventually going, oh, oh my god, god. Yeah, right. go, go blow something, something up, you know. Right. Um, 
Uh, you know, when we were talking last night, I understood the stuff, the stuff that you were saying about it. And again, I'm, I got a little softer on it just because it was so much fun for that fairly. I mean, if it's ninety minute movie, there's a fairly large chunk that's smart, fun, interesting, right? There's you know, exciting. There's probably a good. <clears throat> there's probably a good like. 45, yeah, 50 minutes at least of it of where just really it's good, very worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm i thinking – I always say this each week too. I always work in like a number or I start from average and work up or down. But I'm thinking – when I was thinking out of 1 to 100, this hit 70 easy for me. So that's three and a half stars. Right. You know, and I'm, I'm real happy with that. I wish it wasn't as predictable with – once it had shown how really smart it had, had gotten and could get and resourceful – I wish it hadn't been like, okay, we can't forget this is an action film, so we need a car chase, and then we need some hand-to-hand fighting. Then he's got to find the right. big boss, and then they got to have a gunfight and hand-to-hand, and then a resolution. I mean, I'm like, okay, any one or two of those I could take, but you didn't have to hit all three. But so, you didn't have to do them all. But I would, I would tell people, um, look, if you're not up for paranormal, you know, whatever, you know, this is go see this film. Right. Go see, go see any of the ones it's, we've seen recently. But this is not a... going to be a bad film, and we had a weird audience. Like not only yeah. just the young girls in right. front of us, but there was just like a weird demographic that you and I both said in a different way. Why are they in Taken Two? Why aren't they right. in Sinister or Paranormal Activity? It just wasn't the or audience even, I or thought. Or even Argo. Anything. I mean, like... I was surprised. I was happily surprised because it's it's cool. That this film. Um, this you know, I'm a fan of this it, so right. far. I I really really like the first film. This was basically great for a lot of it. You know, we had our problems. We've talked about. I guess they're trying to get Liam Neeson to do a third one, yeah. and the writer has said we're going to have to mix it up because everyone that can get taken has been taken. Right. <laughs> so and I don't know who else. Will, and they, I hope they don't do that. I think I think if they do if they do Taken three, right? I think what they're really going to have to do is it's just going to be like he gets called in. Yeah, or it, 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 I don't it, want them to do the, the typical eighties. Like when I think of action taken, films, taken, taken, I think of you know eighties films, and one of his buddies. That has, has a small appearance in this film, but a bigger right. appearance in the other film, and it's basically Sam, you know, the guy that always gives him the intel. Right. I hope they don't make one of them guys bad, and then they he's got to go after his buddies or I don't. Know, that's so eighties action hero stuff. I would right, or I would love for it to be like uh, like how they have fun with the diehard names. Like instead of Taken Three, this one is just Miss Taken. And or now there's like a bad identity crisis or something. I don't know. Play, I but anyway, I think this is a lot of fun. I think it's a good film despite the problems. And I think if you're not, you know, if you're not disposed to a bunch of car chases and right. despite, I, yeah, you're going to have a lot I of think, fun with it. I think you have to, as long as, you know, you're open yeah. for the idea that you're not how things are going to come together. Right. Because I think some people could go to this movie too and could get thrown by the the fact that there's not actually that much action. No, they really... So that's going to be a different thing it's, too yeah. because if you're going into this going, you know, I saw Taken, <laughs> right. here's like, you know, 90 straight minutes of action right. coming at me. That's, Show that's, me not where, that's not where this goes either because right. it builds up for quite a while yeah. and even after we're kind of into the stuff going on, it's not like, boom, there's all kinds of it's action right. all over the place. Right. So, you know, as long as people are just let this movie be what it is and don't bring You'll a lot fun. of expectations to it, yeah, You'll I think fun. it's, even I think it's pretty fun, even though it's yeah. average. So, no. uh, we're about out of time cool. and we should probably not go over, even though we, <laughs> I don't, I don't the, know yeah. if there's anything else to, no. to say, but, 
thanks a lot for tuning in. Check us out on rescreening.com, and we will see you next week. Yeah, bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.